Halfway home, hour two on the block on your Monday. Thanks for tapping in with us. Whether you're listening on the radio, on desktop, or watching the Sarder Heyman video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter, drop us a like, drop us a follow, subscribe, notifications, all that good stuff. It's free for you. Helps us out a lot. If you uh, appreciate the shows, you like the shows, don't want to miss anything, uh, make sure you're tuned in there. Right now, we go to the Honda of Lincoln Hotline. Welcome in Brian Munson, writing for Husker Online, the Nebraska on three site. And Brian, we're going to jump right in to it with a little Super Bowl connection uh, to Nebraska and Hassan Reddick, who played for Matt Rule at Temple. He was a leader on that defensive line for the Eagles all year. Of course, we know he had a great college career at Temple as well. When you look at this 2023 Nebraska recruiting class, or even maybe someone on the roster, do you see anyone that Matt Rule and Terrence Knighton can develop into, you know, the new age Hassan Reddick for them? Wow. Um, you know, gosh. Thinking so much about the Super Bowl, I'm just so surprised that the Eagles what, what they, they were shut out of sacks last night, right? Not a yeah, one, not one. Um, uh, unbelievable. And Hassan is an amazing, an amazing player. Um, is there a guy that's currently on the roster that that, that that could be like Hassan? Oh man, that, I mean, it's such a it's it's such a, a a bad thing for me to have to like kind of have to you know, um, forecast these guys, see these guys mm-hmm. down the, and, and, and I want to give you a name that I want to give you a name that I haven't seen yet. And he just got to Lincoln, but I mean, I've seen his high school film. I, I know, I know that he's got a brother playing division one football. So, I mean, I've kind of given it away, but I go with Prince Will in the uh, out of Manor, Texas. I, I just feel like that's, that's the guy I think is going to be able to put it all together in Nebraska. I think that, I think that there's a guy that's going to go to Nebraska. He's going to get the most out of it. He's going to be able to to to, to stay in front of that. And this is a very real thing too. And it's something we, I think we could talk about with the, with the pending you know March 25th uh, Junior Day that we're kind of breaking over there on, on Husker Online right now. There's a need for the guys on the roster to stay ahead of the guys. I think that that Matt Rule and his staff are going to be capable of bringing in in future classes. Now, I think we all would agree that everybody that, that Matt Rule and his staff did a great job in such a short amount of time to to bring together the kind of class they did with with the high school guys, the transfer guys, all that stuff. But I think we all see what kind of talent potentially that that Matt Rule is able to kind of get together in a short amount of period, short amount of a period and can get those guys to come in and it's it's looking you know like they could really bring in some dudes but Uman Neal and I think is a guy that I would bet on I think that that's the kind of guy that's gonna that sees the bigger picture he knows how big brother's doing it at Florida and that's the kind of guy that's going to take advantage of his of his situation and and say I just have to do my development time and it's all going to lead me to getting on the football field and once that happens the light will go on and and you'll start to see a guy like us on. You mentioned that that upcoming junior day. Who are some of Nebraska's key targets in that class? Who has invites? Who do you expect to see in Lincoln for that junior day? Yeah, and I was just actually plugging in names just as you guys were calling. So it's a it's kind of coming together right now into, into our visitor into our visitor deal. So don't don't let me don't let me sit there and tell you that it's not out there yet. <laughs> it, it's going to be. So the big headliner, of course, is Dylan Rayola. Mm-hmm. Dylan Rayola, the number one player in the country, the number one quarterback in the country he will be in town obviously and then you start to pick up like williams noaneri the uh lease uh, lease summit north number one defensive lineman number one uh player in the state of missouri you get thomas heiberger um he's a he's a linebacker out of sioux falls south dakota 
you get like uh, Grant Bricks, number one player in uh, in Iowa, inside offensive lineman. Isaiah McMorris, uh, wide receiver, Bellevue West. Uh, Gatlin Bear, uh, number one player in Idaho. I know there's another guy by the name of Peyton Lewis, uh, running back out of Salem, Virginia. He's trying to get in. And then there's also um, one 2025 guy that I know about so so far. And I think the list is still coming together, guys, because there's so many guys that would say Nebraska has invited me to come whenever, you know, whenever I want to come down, whenever I can make it there, I've got an open invite. So many other guys have said, we're going to get there in, in March. We just don't know when. And I think Nebraska is just trying to build this thing like it just really kind of just started to happen. I think it really kind of became a plan around when, you know, Rayola said that he was coming. And I think Nebraska really wants to see what kind of an influence he could have on a group of players that they can get to come in for an unofficial visit. It'd be incredibly telling for those guys, uh, you know, if, if Dylan were to, to jump into the class and, and see what kind of, you know, wave, you know, you could ride essentially with those guys and wanting to join him in Lincoln. Quick, quick question. Um, uh, Brian, do you think if you land a Dylan Riola type, right? Not a type, mm-hmm. but you land him. Do you think that that opens the floodgates for like receivers or do, what do you think that could do for a program as far as recruiting? Oh, I think it opens up everything. I yeah. think that you've got skill position guys. I think you've got offensive linemen. I think you then kind of have then this um, this kind of comprehensive thing that can kind of start happening where people start noticing, you know, your momentum, what what you got kind of going. You know, maybe it's not all the maybe it's not on the on, on the offensive side of the football. Maybe there's some guys on the defensive side of the football that start to say. You know, this this side is going to need going to need just as much talent as what the offensive side of the football mm. is going to get. So I'm going to go ahead and add myself to that too. I'll go one step further and I'll go ahead and let you guys behind the scenes a little bit because I'm kind of kicking around some thoughts for three and out on Wednesday. Hold that! You Hold only that. hear this on the block. Brian Munson dropping the inside information. Sutter Hammond text <laughs> line four two four six four five six eight five. You heard it here. Break it down, Brian. Well, I. I just can't help but I cannot place a more important recruit basically for Nebraska ever than Dylan Rayola. And if Nebraska was able to get a Dylan Rayola, I think that you have the recruiting class that you can immediately tie to a guy like Rayola, obviously. But there's a bigger picture. And the bigger picture is that of what, do you, what starts to happen in terms of television coverage. What networks start to pick up interest because they want to have a glimpse as of the number one quarterback, you know, in the country that's out there and whether or not he's going to play. It's not going to be directly tied to Nebraska making some insane amount of money when it comes to TV contracts, but you're building the brand. Mm-hmm. You're building the brand and it's going to be huge. And I wished I had another way to kind of tie things together. But that's going to be my thought as I keep going with three and out and the other things that just kind of come along with getting the number one player in the country. Would that be a bigger get, you know, for the second recruiting class the first full year? Or is that something that would tell you that, you know, Nebraska's arrived if this is happening, you know, year, year four, year five? Um, you know, it's, it's interesting, right? Because I think a lot of people would pick on 
what Nebraska's track record has been, you know, the last three or four years, kind of opposite of what you just said. Um, I think what, I think what it does is this, I think it, I think it proves that Nebraska legitimately is, is, is focused on the future. They're not, they're not, they're not worried about their past. They have, they have changed a different to a different set of, uh, of direction, different course of direction. Matt rules a different as a different coach and they have overhauled everything and they, and they feel, they feel very positive about the, which way they're going right now. And, and I think that that in itself embraces the history it embraces the facility development it embraces the nil and and i think it's just like this overall optimistic kind of view about about where matt rule thinks he could you know potentially be in year two in year three uh with with going ahead and landing a class like that and and i think that that's what that's what i think is going to really take to get things turned around very very quickly for nebraska Say Nebraska does get Dylan Rayola. What does that mean for Daniel Kalen and not just him, but McMorris and Hall from Bell West as well? Yeah, you know, I talked to Chris Kalen. Um, I talked to Dan, Chris Kalen, Dan, uh, Daniel Kalen uh, last weekend, and um, I, I just feel like he kind of knows the score. I feel like I feel like he's got a he's got a kind of a time frame in mind that's, that's different than that of, D- of Dylan's. And I think if Nebraska fans, I think ultimately wished that, that if, if Dylan Riola decided to go someplace else, that there would be a way for Nebraska to, to kind of keep, you know, Daniel Kalen in the picture. Cause Kalen's, Kalen's a dude mm-hmm. uh, that, that he's got, he's got some serious offers and, and he's got a great chance to go out there and, and do something. I mean, it's, they're not top tier, you know, Clemson, Alabama, you know, Ole Miss offers, but they're, they're just a peg down. And, and I, I think that that guy is really not concerned at all about, about what's going to happen in Lincoln. He's going to go out and make the best decision for himself based on the current opportunities. Um, so I think Kalen is, Kalen's going to probably make a decision in the next two months. Um, what's it mean for McMorris? What's it mean for Hall? It, it's, it's, you know, it's potentially one of those things, obviously, that could really have that, that terrible effect that, you know, Omaha players again are, are being overlooked and, and you, and you really don't want that to, to happen, you know, with coach rule, coach rule, I think is going to have to work uh, extra hard to make sure that they don't feel like, you know, Nebraska just allowed another D one quarterback to leave the state two years in a row. Um, and, and that, that's going to, that's going to be something I think that Nebraska can, can control, um, with their attention that they have with the guys in the 2024 class that are, that are in state that have offers. Um, and I think McMorris is very serious about Nebraska. I think I talked to Hall too, as well, two weeks ago, he's very serious. Um, I think they're all going to play that situation for the best thing that, that they can do for themselves. So I, I, I think Nebraska has to handle that stuff you know, as it comes, but I think Kalen's pretty, is pretty set on doing what's right for him here in the next two months. So two, two questions then based off of that. First of all, if you're Nebraska, you're Matt Rule and you're that coaching staff, how do you walk that tightrope, you know, with both of those quarterbacks, make them both feel valued? I mean, Dylan Raiola is the number one recruit is going to have that attention, but again, I'm still not going to believe he's coming to Nebraska till he actually sets foot on campus. So how do you put enough eggs in the Dylan Riola basket without pushing that Daniel Kalen relationship to the side or to second tier? 
Hey, I'm with you. I, 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 I saw that, you know, I've been getting a lot of, a lot of grief for, you know, saying I, I, I can't change or reverse my thoughts on Rayola all that much until I hear how things go with him in March. And, mm-hmm. and that's going to be, that's going to be critical for me to kind of build that opinion of wh- whether or not how big of a player Nebraska can really be here. But yeah, that's a slippery slope. Um, obviously, you know, Nebraska has a, has a need to kind of keep him warm as best as they possibly can. They also may be, you know, understanding right now that there's going to be a, a time here in the next two months where he's going to want to go ahead and do something and they want to just be supportive, be supportive of, be supportive of him going out there and making a, a decision, doing what's best for him. But I think you also, if you go out there and you're supportive and you at least, I think, leave things on the best possible circumstances to potentially reconnect. If you really, if you missed on Rayola and you really wanted to get back in it with your number two, can, if, if Daniel Kalen is your number two, and I have a feeling that he probably would be, um, then I think that you would want to leave things as, you know, on a, on a, on such a high note as you possibly can to where you can go ahead and, and reapproach him later on down the line. Is it a red flag if Nebraska gets neither Kalen or Riola? Oh, man. I, I guess it only depends to see what other, what other players potentially could, you know, arise. Um, is it, it's going to be a red flag for a lot of people if Rayola goes and goes someplace else, number one. I think it's going to be a red flag for a lot of people regardless if Kalen's not in, uh, not in this class in some way just based on how Flores left town and, mm-hmm. you know, and, and Kalen's got, you know, Miami and North Carolina and Minnesota and Missouri. He's got some, he's got some offers now. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of, be a lot of opinions that are going to, that are going to be, you know, eyebrows raised looking very closely at what's been happening with the high school quarterback recruiting, even though it does span over a couple of coaching staff. So I, I red flag, might be a little bit too much. Definitely some curiosity and, and, and concern over it, though. Brian Munson of Husker Online on 3 with us, as he is every Monday. Brian, appreciate the insight. No put you on the spot for a couple, couple tough <laughs> questions. But, hey, that's why we have you on. You handle it like a pro. We really appreciate your insight, and we'll do it again next week. All right, guys. Talk to you next week. Have a good one. Once again, Brian Munson, Husker Online. Make Great sure you stuff. check his work out there. Yeah, again, and where can you find it? Right there on Husker Online. And right here. And right here on, on the, the block, block. Every Monday. On the block is where you get in for inside scoops. Brian Munson does a wonderful job. Plain Great and simple. Okay. I believe this just in, hearing in the earpiece, we got Kenny Wilhite and Jay Foreman for a crossover. Ooh. Sounds like fun to me. That's going to be a good one. We'll get to Stay it. Stay tuned. We'll get to it after this.